on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house in Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko. Welcome to the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler video podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with my co-host Mike McElroy. we got a great guest for you today, but before we get to that, what's new, Mike? What's out there in the world? Well, I guess the biggest headline or takeaway is the Russian invasion of the Ukraine um, that... Uh, for some odd reason, didn't happen under President Trump, but yeah. uh, it has happened under uh, President Biden, who may have paved the way for some of that by, uh, number one, his total disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, and, uh, you know, the perception that he's weak. Uh, he's the one that approved the Russian Nordstrom uh, pipeline, which gave them funds to finance the invasion. So uh, now we're in a very dangerous situation, unprecedented, obviously, since the end of World War II. It's like uh, going back 75 years in time. Uh, our, I see that some of our other allies, uh, Poland and the Baltic states, have uh, invoked Article 4 in consultations, uh, which means that they have to sit down with their NATO allies and discuss the ramifications of this. We remember back in 19... 14, not, not us personally, we're not that old, but we remember that when uh, Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated mm -hmm. uh, in, in the Balkans, in, in Sarajevo, uh, people thought that wasn't a big deal, and within a month, uh, all of Europe was ablaze in World War I. So. Yeah. And, you know, it, it gets even more dangerous. Uh, Putin's going gonna to take the Ukraine. He's not stopping at just a little, you know, incursion. Uh, and then what's next? Poland. Well, and that's a NATO country. The Chinese are looking at this. They're looking at Taiwan. That's very dangerous. These elections do have consequences. Oh. And under President Trump, this never would have happened because we were not weak. This guy, Brandon, is weak. And we've seen it on our border. We've seen it in our departure from Afghanistan. We've seen it in everything this clown has done. And you can expect gas prices are going to get a lot worse. Well, hundred dollars a barrel oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, stock so. market's going to going to going to take a beating. Uh, but more importantly, our world's at risk of another war. Yes, and and unintended consequences can come from that. You're dealing with nuclear powers, yeah. so yeah. a war that might start conventional could easily escalate in no time at all to some kind of nuclear. It, it very well could. Um, you know, fortunately, in one sense, the Ukraine does not have nuclear weapons anymore. You know, we convinced them to destroy their nuclear weapons, but we offered a pledge to to protect them. Well, and in, we're not doing that. Obviously. In part, by them giving up their nuclear weapons, they probably made themselves vulnerable to being invaded. Yeah. The Russians might think twice uh, if they were able to to send retaliation for it. So, uh, yeah, you can you can never everything is benefit of hindsight, of course, but. Uh, we're in tricky, dangerous times, no doubt about it. Yeah. And don't think the Chinese aren't watching very carefully because they would like Taiwan back. And if they think this is a piece of cake for Putin, they may go ahead and decide, well, I think we can 
take our we can take Taiwan back. They yeah. have the military capability to do that, and the United States has no will uh, to to try to stop us. You know, we have a military. Um, I'm a vet, proud military vet, but what I've seen lately of our military, they're more worried about you know men in women's skirts and you know all of that stuff, critical race theory, all kinds of nonsense instead of protecting this country. And it's scary. It's very scary. It's, it's more than scary. It's, it's deeply troubling, yes. You know, but nothing we can do about it here from Palm Coast. But, folks, elections are important. And you're going to need to get out. You've got to, we got to take the House. We've got to take the Senate back. we got to make sure that you know, our governors are, are mostly Republican, conservative, Trump-supporting governors. Um, we've got to protect you know, President Trump going into 2024 and that election, we got to make sure it's fair and honest. Um, this election coming up in 2022 is, 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 I hate to say it, but it's the most important election in our lifetime. And uh, we have to stop Joe Biden and, and, and you know, we, we've got to get President Trump back. It's, it's, it's vital. Well, and we're all anxious to hear him formally announce that he'll be yeah. uh, running, and I'm sure he'll do that in his own good time. Yep. He will. Uh, and uh, yeah. we, we certainly need a change in leadership. Yeah. But here on the local level, we need a change in leadership, too. And, you know, I, I, feel, I feel the presence of Melissa Holland here today because what? our crew thought it would be very funny to take a picture of Melissa Holland above my camera. And when I sat down, that was the first thing that I saw. If you could, I want to show this picture to everyone. Um, there we go. Melissa Holland taped over my camera. Of course, Melissa, um, it's hard to look at. Of course, Melissa, you know you're always invited to come on this show. We'd love to have you as a guest. So please, I know you miss me. Give me a call. But speaking of Melissa Holland, we have today the man who ran against Melissa Holland. I'm going to give this to you, Alan Lowe, candidate, uh, District 2 for Palm Coast City Council. Did you miss her? Well, uh, I'll tell you, um, no. <laughs> but the interesting thing is uh, she's like Biden. She's gone back into hiding. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. But, you know, uh, I would tape this to my forehead, but no, I think I'll just <laughs> Put it throw it away. <laughs> and I just want to thank our wonderful crew for yeah. surprising oh, me. Oh, there's wigs out there. <laughs> so, Alan, <laughs> so, Alan, you're, you're, you're in the race for city council. Yes. You've got two opponents so far. Yes. Um, Sim Jones and Victor Barboza. Yes. Um, I ran against Sim Jones, and he was easy enough to beat. I'm confused, though. Wasn't that a different district? Yeah, he's moved now to run run for this because he's one of these folks that just wants to get elected, and he'll move and do whatever he has to do. Uh, but the other candidate that I find more interesting is Victor. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I find it interesting that, uh, you know, first he went after a county commission seat for Greg Hansen. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but... He decided not to, and he switched against Joe Mullins, switched the race to run against Joe Mullins. And uh, after Joe invited him to go to Costa Rica to prove his innocence, he switched to the city council seat. Yeah, and so I, I assume now, now I, you know, Joe offered the, the first class round trip airfare tickets for two, luxury hotel. I threw in the stretch limo to pick him up at the airport. 
take him to the hotel and back again, assuming law enforcement didn't give him a ride first. Um, are you now going to extend that offer to Victor the same as Joe's? Well, I don't want to throw a lot of mud in this race. I'd like to concentrate on platforms and so forth, but I think it's important to... Uh, to get that issue out of his way. So, yeah, I'll make the same offer. Now, I hear the Florida Department of Law Enforcement considers this case still open. I, I have been told that uh, if you inquire about it, they say they can't comment on an open yeah, investigation. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But it would be very bad for our city if in the middle of a city council meeting, you know, law enforcement walked into the chambers and put him in handcuffs. I don't want to see that. We don't want we to see that We have enough issues. To, yeah. And, you know, if he's innocent... Great. You know, move forward. But who knows? So tell us about the campaign. What's up? Well, we're getting ready to kick it off uh, real heavy. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I actually uh, put my name in to run for city council, not expecting Holland to quit. Uh, what was it? Uh, four or five months after she won the election, she decides to throw in the towel and quit. And uh, so I switched to run against the current mayor, and uh, after that election, I just went back to my city council thing. I don't give up. I have, I have a driven force behind me to help the city, and I won't stop. Well, that's excellent. Well, first, I want to, well, of course, people remember Alan uh, while he's on hiatus he was a co-host. So. Yeah, oh, I'm so, in the hot seat so, for the first time. So welcome back, <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, good luck. Uh, with your city campaign, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, the voters will select you, uh, and um, we just want to let you know we're here to support you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There's, there's a lot of issues, I think, that we still need to tackle. I know Ed's been trying, but, you know, there's issues out there, and, and no one person on city council can handle it alone. And uh, I'm not saying Ed and I agree on everything. But there's important issues out there, and I think we can come to an understanding and, and move forward. Well, I know you don't want to raise taxes. No, of I know. Not. I know you don't want to waste taxpayer dollars on foolish nonsense. Uh, I mean, pickleball court. I was going to say the pickleball court. You know, We're uh, look, what's that? Five point seven five million dollars for phase one. Oh yeah, except five point five point five million or whatever it is is probably now jumped to ten million oh, okay. and a piece of and that's phase one. Tripled, so, yeah. you know? We're looking at twenty million dollars. Yeah. And hopefully this Plus. thing hopefully this thing falls apart shortly. Because yeah. I don't think we have the money. Well I stood at the podium and brought that information out when they were first going. I asked for a business plan, they didn't have one. I asked for a break even point, they didn't have one. I asked for what the return on investment would be. They had no idea. I asked what future maintenance cost would be. They don't have any idea. How can they move forward on a project that they don't know what they're moving forward on? A lot of things they don't know, they don't have an yeah. idea about that they try to move forward on. Yes. So um, I need help on that council. I need more votes. You know, people that agree with, you know, what you and I agree with. Oh, we, we, we agree uh, that, that we need a strong, conservative point of view on that board. Right. And blowing money like it's water is not a conservative. It, it's not. It's not. We also agree on dredging. Yes, the saltwater canal issue. Big issue facing us. 26 miles of saltwater canal, the largest amenity in the city. I've been told it's not the oldest. So if it's not the oldest amenity, it's the second oldest amenity. And then it got forgotten. It's the, it's the stepchild that yeah. got pushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have that. And that woman in that picture right here on this table, 
she wanted nothing to do with dredging yes. when we first brought yeah, it up. She, 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 she didn't want to go near no, it. Not near it. But the issue with, with the dredging isn't just, you know, boating people. We have an amenity that is filling in with silt that pretty soon will just be a swamp and it needs maintenance. Any amenity needs maintenance. We build this pickleball court thing. Are we going to walk away and, and not do maintenance? No, everything needs maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, residents forget that we're an entire city. Yes. So these taxpayers on those canals, they're our highest taxpayers because their homes are our highest priced homes. Waterfront um, homes typically are. Yeah, so these folks have paid in through their city utility bill for that maintenance all these years, mm -hmm. and nothing has been done. Um, it's not, we can't let that collapse. It, it's just, it's no. our main attraction here in Palm Coast. When I moved to Palm Coast, in fact, in three days, it'll be 39 years ago that I moved to Palm Coast to work with my dad. And those canals were the biggest draw. If you, if ITT, you know, worked up in New Jersey and New York and brought people down to show property, they put them up in the Sheraton, which has since then been torn down, but they would then take them by boat and little tour boats and they would go around the canals. And of course there wasn't much here back then, but you could see property and you could envision where you would be had you built a house on that lot. The canals are what drew the first people to come to Palm Coast and started off our city, and now we're ignoring it. Mm. Well, and uh, I thought the golf course was the main amenity, the city of a golf course, but because that's what you hear a lot well, from the former mayor and others. Uh, and of course, the golf course now with the uh, pandemic over the last couple of years, all golf courses have benefited much from the pandemic because you could get outdoors and you could... Right play and so golf courses have seen an increase whereas prior to that i think they were taking a dip yeah i think so and and you know our golf course also brings up the green lion issue and uh, i was at the initial meeting of the green lion uh lease review uh, a couple weeks ago when staff presented it to council when what I heard presented by staff, and I don't want to throw all the blame on all the craziness that happened on staff, but every other presentation that I've heard has been a long, drawn-out history lesson, and then where they're standing and what the future should be. When this one came forward, they said, well, they used to pay $600 a month, and we pay all their utilities. Here's their new lease. <laughs> completely off, caught everybody well, off guard, well, caught me I, off guard. I think we could all agree that $600 a month is a pretty good deal. Well, well it, it is a good deal, but you also have to look at where they started, what the investments were, where it moved forward, and you have to have... Well, I, here's some of the things I heard said. Uh, I heard said that nobody wanted to bid, that they couldn't get anybody in there. I don't know if they offered any evidence that there were actually any RFPs mailed out or who failed to respond to the RFPs. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, that's talk unless you show well, up. I, I agree. But but the important thing was that city council was caught off guard. We were totally caught off yeah. guard. And so the comments made by by you, by the uh, my opponent, by the other three sitting there, everybody agreed in the end to go out for bid. Nobody understood the history and staff didn't present yeah. the history. I think if it was presented, then there would have been a different viewpoint. 
Fortunately, we're back at the table yeah. with the Green Lion. We're going to negotiate a fair deal for taxpayers and for the Green Lion. Well, once, once you were told, we don't. We want them to be a successful business. Of course, of course we want all businesses of, successful. Of and speaking of business, we're going to take a pause for a moment to hear from the folks that make this podcast possible. We'll be right back. Are you twisted enough for Twisted Minds Escape Rooms? Then check us out at TwistedMinds.com and book an adventure today. You can choose between Camp Calico or the mysteries of Vanished. How about travel back in time to 1840s California and visit Digger's General Store? Get ready. Coming late spring, early summer 2021. A little bit of mayhem at Twisted Minds Escape Rooms in Palm Coast. Check us out at TwistedMinds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Snow Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Everyone, we are back. Uh, we are with Alan Lowe, candidate for Palm Coast City Council, District 2. Now, I understand, aside from the campaign, there's some other recent news in your life. You got What's married. That? Oh, that you got part. married. Yeah. Yes, remember? We, we were at your <laughs> yeah, wedding. Was, we uh, saw you there. You it's a, a little nervous. It's a little bit past a month anniversary now. Wow, month anniversary. <laughs> so, how's, that, still work? how's that working? Well, for we're you? not divorced, so that's a good, <laughs> well, a good thing. Rich probably still experiencing battle fatigue. Well, well, it could be, yeah. But, you know, I got to say, this is the I, President Trump, before he left office, pushed for some legislation. That uh, if you're the spouse of a uh, surviving spouse of a veteran, that if you remarry, and I hate to say this, great, sorry, over the age of 55, you retain benefits. Previously, you lost them. And because of some medical issues that Grit has, we needed to maintain those benefits. President Trump opened the door so that myself and others could get married. So you're blaming Trump for this? If, if I have to in the future, I'm just opening that door now so that I'll have an out. <laughs> so we had a we had a, we had a chamber of commerce uh, forum yesterday with leaders yes. from all of our surrounding communities and yes. stuff, and and I noticed you were the only candidate that was there. Well, uh, sadly, that's true. Well, the only city council candidate yeah, that was yeah. there. Uh, I was there because it's the future of Flat, which was a great name to come up with. The they, they took our name, Future of Flagler. Future Flagler. Of Flagler. I mean, look, that, that's a compliment, okay? Uh, yes, Future of Flagler Forum, and it had all of the city managers of our surrounding municipalities in Flagler County, and it was great to see them working together and and where we're going to go in the future. That's, you, if you can't sit up on the dais and, and make decisions unless you have your background information, and you can only get your background information by attending these various forums. Yeah, and, and again, you know, your opponent, Victor Barboza, was not there. Sim Jones was not there. No other candidate for city council was there. Correct. I was the only city councilman there. And, and the mayor was and there. And the mayor was there. And, and these forums are important. This chamber is important. We need to be, bring business here to Palm it was, Coast. It was Black really County. great to hear uh, you know, I, I haven't been thrilled with the new chamber, but yesterday my opinion changed, and it changed because 
it, they have come out and started talking about economic development and economic diversity. And that's a big part of my platform. And I was really, really happy to hear that yesterday. Oh, excellent. Yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> small business has up until probably uh, the uh, pandemic been one of the mainstays of, of the economies of the United States. So we would hope, uh, you know, that we're fostering a good small business atmosphere here in Palm Cup. Well, I think that's subject to debate, but, but it's changing. The nice thing about it and the important thing about it that people have to understand is that, that small business and big business, they pay a higher tax rate than your resident and it takes the burden or can help to alleviate some of the burden off our residential property taxes. Correct. And one of the, the hot button topics one always hears is development and more specifically residential development. And there's no arguing with the fact that obviously residential development, you know, requires a greater tax burden, obviously, on the part of residents. But the fact of the matter is we have become a very popular state. People are going to move here. The national economy has has not built in the last 10 years at the rate required for people to move in so you're going to see more rooftops yes the good result of more rooftops is that's when when industries and particularly businesses like uh i don't know costco trader vix uh, they pay attention to how many rooftops there are when they're making a decision about and, where, and yesterday they mentioned that their business yesterday they mentioned at the forum that by uh, well in the next eight years we're expecting a population increase in flagler county 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, the rooftops are multiplying fast. And the other thing we need to do, which was brought up yesterday, which I know you and I have brought up in the past, is right now, 92% of our taxes come from residents. We only yes. get 8% from businesses. That's the same for Flagler County. Yes. Same that's, number. That's why we need to push economic yeah. development. We need businesses in here, large and small. Yeah. You we do, but they... They make their decisions in a business manner. Yes. So if, if they don't feel the economic uh, conditions are right, they're obviously it doesn't matter how much you beg them to come, uh, they're not going to come. But so, we also have to provide an infrastructure for them. And, yes. And so we have to have some forethought. Yes. Well, and you were talking earlier about canals. That would certainly be part that's of that's a big. If you're the CEO of a big company, do you want to live, you know, on a waterfront canal? Or do you want to live, you know, in an area where your backyard just looks into somebody else's backyard? If you're a CEO, you want dolphins playing in your backyard that we see in the canals. You want to be able to go fishing off your dock. You want to be able to take a boat. Those are the, the big draws that our canal systems has. And by doing that, we increase the tax base. Yeah, which is which we need to do. We need we to bring business so in. So you really have to draw the distinctions of, uh, uh, you know, development so you're going to have development it's a matter of controlling the development and it's a matter of supporting development that's going to help you grow and bring in businesses yes uh and, and so you can't have a knee-jerk reaction that every development is bad or every uh uh everything that developers do is bad and one of my favorites is the and it doesn't really apply to the city at the moment but there, you see some controversy uh, over the fees uh, for uh, the impact fees. impact fees impact fees for the board of ed. Well, ultimately, 
and let's not kid ourselves, the developers don't pay the impact fees. The person that pays the impact fees of course, is, it gets is the home buyer. Down. It gets so they're down. a tax collector for the municipality, in effect. Right. But it's not coming out of their pocket. In the end, no. The, the, the home buyer, the new home buyer pays it. Now, I've heard some people say, well, but they amortize it, and over the life of it, it's only whatever it is. It's still more money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a tax base, and we yeah. have to look at that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the people of Palm Coast, and I agree. We, we don't want to see, I mean, when I moved here almost 39 years ago, there was nothing like what it is now. And I miss that small town community feeling. We can still have a community feeling, but the small town part is gone. And they're estimating, you know, at the end here, somewhere around a population of 250,000. Well, that's not small town. No, it isn't. But, of course, government projections are just that government projection. Well, they keep annexing the new property, yeah. and they're going to move out west of Route 1, so it's going yeah. to grow. But uh, the, the important... Uh, one of the other things that, that we hear come up is, as I said, uh, and it becomes part of this, the whole development process is that, you know, the argument that, you know, there's too much, for instance, uh, multifamily housing or high density housing. But again, it depends on the type. Okay, so so if you have luxury high density housing, that's bringing people with higher incomes who can spend money. Uh, if you have, as it's been described, and I still don't know what it is, affordable housing. I don't know what that is. I, yeah, I know I can't, I can't afford your okay. house. Your house was too expensive for my pocketbook. So. <laughs> well, it's um, not easy being rich. But what I would say is that uh, you have to encourage building so that you will have housing affordable to the middle class okay. okay that you want to move in uh and you also the other argument is and, and and there's some some truth to it that that the service workers and the people who, who have to live within an area if it becomes overly unaffordable mm -hmm. uh then you're going to start losing people like that so you and that you don't want to do right so it's a balance it's an act and and i think that you're 100 percent correct correct it's it's a it's a balance and it needs to be looked at i'm not 100 percent sure right now that planning and zoning and, and all those people that are in control or at least can direct those issues are actually doing it because we're just seeing stuff <laughs> pop up everywhere so and, and i know not to interrupt you but i no. know that that uh my opponent, Sims Jones, stood at the podium a couple of meetings ago, and he wants to see the west of Route 1 all built out as affordable housing, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Um, he also, I, I'm not sure if he still believes this, but I think he wants to form his own police department, too. Uh, he's, he mentioned that when he was running against you, mm -hmm. and that's a $30, $40 million undertaking to start with. Just to start with. Just to start with, yeah. yeah. And you still have to pay well, for the sheriff. So you don't I, say I, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you that coming from Westchester uh, County in New York, which is, uh, for those that don't know, just the, the county north of the Bronx in New York City, uh, and Nassau and, and Suffolk, which is on Long Island, that there is not necessarily uh, any savings. And in fact, it's more costly. In Westchester, we had 44 
uh, municipalities with their own police department. Then we have a county police force. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, there is some state police presence. Uh, so you pay for that. It's in your right. taxes, and you're not. It isn't going to go away. And, and, and to start up a police department the no. size that you would require in Palm Coast, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Well, I, I know, like me, you are a strong supporter of our sheriff. Oh yeah, and, and, and his uh, what was excellent, forty-eight percent reduction yeah. in crime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why well, do we need? Yeah. And, and yeah. so, in, in essence, here. Unlike in Westchester County, you're consolidated. The sheriff delivers most of the services, with the exception of Bunnell and 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 Flagler, and he supports those agencies as well. So, uh, why would you want to start multiplying the number of municipalities? Uh, we wouldn't. Uh, but the the other issue on top of that, that the expense that we're going to look at is you know uh, the fire stations. We're going to have to build more fire stations as the population increases and, and spread them out properly. If we have to look at that, why do we also want to look at a, a police force? We we already have the sheriff doing a fantastic job. Why why duplicate? Why why reinvent the wheel? I agree. I agree. So I you're I know you, I know you want to keep taxes down. You want to lower taxes. Yes. I'm hoping we have a rollback this this coming year in our next budget because prices of property prices have gone through the roof you know they pretended um, to have you know yeah. a savings when they yeah. when they did a minuscule reduction in yeah. property taxes which was just a show uh because the value of your houses went up so your, your taxes i know up. like me you're not going to be voting for any tax increases no. i know that you're strong on 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 crime yes you're you're you want to do smart development yes and grow our city properly, properly. yeah so you know we you you get elected, I got an ally, we can work together and hopefully persuade someone else to do the right thing with us. Um, well, you haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen anybody no. going to reduce taxes. I mean, I let's haven't. look at that. When the, when the budget came out, when anybody does a budget, they go for the max. They make their wish list knowing yeah. it's going to get cut back. Yeah. It didn't get it cut didn't. back. These folks aren't used to cut backs. But no. we're, we're out of time. I want to thank right, you, Alan, great. for being with us and wish you the thank best. You. I need you with me on City Council. Uh, visit our website. Flagler4Trump.com. That's Flagler4Trump.com. And our new Facebook page, page Mike, is... Flag, uh, I'm sorry, Flagler Trump Club is our new Facebook page. There's a lot of stuff on there. So uh, go take a look at that. One other thing, uh, there's a trucker rally coming up this weekend. Uh, and I guess on, uh, I believe it's Saturday, around 1 o'clock, they'll be coming through 95 on Coast a lot of people are going to if the they want to wave flags yeah and wave flags and support these guys all right folks we'll see you in a couple of weeks thanks for joining us the future of flagler is sponsored by the flagler trump club our meetings are every third monday starting at 6 30 p.m at the palm coast vfw visit our website flaglerfortrump.com that's flagler the number four trump.com to learn more Let's make America great again.